2: in this country without regard to party politics and now here's michael cargill
3: good day austin texas the live music capital of the world let's praise the lord and pass the ammunition all right so gun the gun the gun the one and only used by Cal rittenhouse in kenosha shooting uh has been destroyed actually that happened this week by wisconsin crime lab also Texas suppressors showdown with the ATF. Governor Abbott says it's legal to have a made-in-Texas suppressor. The ATF says try it and you'll go to prison. Criminals in Texas are flooding the Houston streets with Glock Sears, a.k.a. machine guns. What's up with that? Also, President Joe Biden on Wednesday signed an executive order on government oversight of cryptocurrency that urges the Federal Reserve to explore whether the central bank should jump in and create its own digital currency. Hmm, seems like the government needs some money to fund some plans. We'll talk about that. March of Our Lives, the activist group founded by David Hogg, calls for a ban on so-called assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and other so-called weapons of war along with a re-examination of the so-called dangerous District of Columbia versus Heller interpretation of the Second Amendment the Supreme Court's unequivocal statement that the Second Amendment protects an individual's right to possess to possess to possess firearms for lawful use is the de- he's actually demanding Joe Biden come through on a campaign promise so we'll talk about that but check this video out this is Jesse what is it Jussie Smollett? Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett pleading his case in court.
4: No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am uh, not suicidal. That's what I would like to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I
1: did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal.
4: Okay. Mr. Uche, let me inquire, are there any post-sentencing motions you care to present right now? Yes, Judge. Yes, yes. Ms. Woodrow.
1: The defense would wish to present a motion to
2: reconsider sentence All right. and file it in standard. Right. Uh, it, is, it is timely filed. Thank you, Judge.
4: And, and let me say, I've obviously considered the sentence at great length, uh, and, and it, it's timely filed, so it's preserved for purposes of appeal. Motion to reconsider sentence is respectfully denied is there another, what, what? one second Randy, anything else? Just a second, just a second. Is there going to be a notice of appeal filed? Yes, Judge, we're uh, we, we, we filing a notice of appeal. We're going to be emailing to the court right uh, now, to the office. You, you're doing it in standard? And are, in you going standard. To, are you going to be handling the appeal?
1: Uh, Judge, as of now, yes.
4: Well, you have to commit to yes, handling Judge. the appeal yes. for the appellate yes, court. A notice okay. of appeal. All right, notice of appeal may be filed. Charlotte. Now, I need the prosecutors to work with Charlotte, the probation officer, to work out probation specifications So with the conditions I've just explained. 150 days in the county jail, the restitution, the fines. Oh, and also uh, statutory DNA and costs are ordered as well. That's statutory. So you have to fill out the probation specifications. And I'm going to get somebody to help you do that. But we need to get that done in Stanford. Anything else today? Yes. Lord, if
3: I may, in light of the notice of appeal, we would ask that you suspend the jail sentence in light of the incident of the filing of the notice of appeal. Did I do what?
5: Suspend the jail sentence in light of the notice of filing no. appeal. That would be
4: respectfully denied. No. Yes, Mark. Yes. Mr. Lewis. If it could be stayed in light of our notice of appeal. No. I'm not staying. No, no, no. The wheels of justice turn slowly, and sometimes the hammer justice has to fall, and it's falling right here, right now. I'm not staying this. This happens right here, right now. The wheels of the wheels of justice have come down. Judge says, "No,
3: enough of this. Let's stop this. Let's move on with this." He goes to jail immediately. Bailiff, put him in custody. Sheriff, he's all yours. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Uh, we're done with this guy. You know, the judge had a lot to say about it, uh, uh, Mister Juicy Smollett. He said, "You know, Juicy, you know, uh, you, you've lied to the you know to the public. You've lied to." Uh, I am not suicidal,
1: and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty.
3: Yes, and now, you know, unfortunately, he's had to be locked up now, right? He's locked up.
0: Yeah, so we're supposed to believe he didn't do it to himself if he commits suicide. But we kind of know that he
6: has a history of doing things to himself. Very dramatic. Uh Like this whole
3: little incident here, all doing it to himself. Juicy smole. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama, has come down with COVID 19.
7: Yes, we can.
3: (laughs) Oh, I'm going to hear about that when I get home later on the (laughs) night. Yes. I know. I know. I know. Our Lord and Savior has come down with the Rona. That's why we need change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. You know, on February 28th, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosive denied approximately 850 Form 1 applications for prospective makers of suppressors. This denial, uh, you know, it was apparently made due to a change in the ATF policy regarding certain devices that ATF claims are in reality suppressors, what some people are calling parts kits. So, ATF's Form 1 application, technically the ATF Form 5320.1, is the application to make a register, you know, make and register a firearm. And this is the application form that applicants who are not licensed to manufacture uh, the National Firearms Act regulated firearms must use to legally create an NFA firearm. Now, under federal law, firearm suppressors called the firearm silencers or firearms mufflers in federal statute are treated legally the same as other firearms and subject to the registration and taxation requirements of the NFA process. And so when we come back from the break, Evan Walker is going to talk to us about what does this actually mean from a legal point of view? You know, man, I'm sitting at home. I'm trying to make my own suppressor, you know, and I want to do it legally. You know, what does this mean now that they've denied some of these forms? Also, the state of Texas, has, you know, passed a bill last session that says, hey, you make a suppressor. It's a stamp made in, you know, in Texas. Uh, you should be able to own that suppressor without going to the NFA process. Well, unfortunately, the ATF has done a clap back and say, no, Texas, don't do it. Don't try it. So we come back from the break. I want to talk about this mass denial of Form 1s with Edwin Walker, the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk it.
5: Peace, this is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk it Radio with Michael Cargill.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk 1370.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, we're back. We're talking about the ATF mass denial of Form 1. So back in February 28th, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms Explosives denied approximately 850 Form 1 applications for prospective makers of suppressors. So let's bring into the show Evan Walker, Principal Attorney for Texas and U.S. Law Show. Edwin, what's going on with this? Why can't I get my suppressor and make it at home?
7: Well, you know, this came as a shock to many, many people. Uh, because it's just been par for the course, and and it's been done for decades, that people acquire suppressor parts, they then uh, make their application via Form One. The Form One gets approved with no problems whatsoever, and then they assemble their suppressor and they engrave their own name on it. They make up their own serial number. That becomes their suppressor. It's it's you know what a hobbyist does. Um, people like me, I don't have the technological know-how to do that. It's just easier for me to go out and buy one, Uh, (laughs) but some people enjoy doing this as a hobby. And now the ATF has come along and said, oh, no, no, no. We've been doing it all wrong all these decades that we've been doing it uh, because we have not expansively, uh, we have not expansively interpreted the definition of what a suppressor is. So uh, just to let people know that this is the definition of suppressor, it's been the definition of suppressor for a very long time, uh, but yet it's been interpreted with some common sense, and now they've thrown common sense out the window. So a suppressor in 18 U.S.C. 921A24 says the term firearm silencer or firearm muffler means any device for silencing, muffling, or diminishing the report of a portable firearm, including... Okay, now this is the important part, including any combination of parts designed or redesigned and intended for the use in assembling or fabricating a firearm silencer or firearm muffler. And then this is the most important part, any part intended only for use in such assembly or fabrication. And so what they've done is, is that they have now said, look, if you have all these parts, you already have a suppressor, even though they're not put together. And because you have these parts, you should have only been able to acquire them through a form four situation where, where it is, you know, which in which you acquire, basically a fully assembled operational suppressors. And uh, so therefore you're you, it's impossible for you to get a Form 1 because you should have already had a Form 4 and the tax stamp for these parts. Uh, What started this was their raid on this company, Diversified Machines, which they seized their website. They claimed that they were selling these kits in which this is really kind of an offshoot of the whole Biden administration Uh, uh, complaint that uh, basically firearms kits were being sold and are used to make ghost guns and and it's it this stems from the whole ghost gun thing and so uh, ghost guns and now we have ghost suppressors I suppose, and since suppressors are already regulated, whereas your everyday uh, gun control firearm is not as heavily regulated, since firearm suppressors are heavily regulated, this this is sort of the easier, this is going to have less resistance for the ATF to come in and really put their boot on people who want to continue to make homemade suppressors. And of course, this flies in the face of Uh, you know, what they've been doing for decades. Uh, It also brings to light this absurdity that's been in the law since 1934, that suppressors are firearms in and of themselves, which we all know that they should not be defined as firearms. They are not firearms. They are firearm accessories. And so the ATF is really honed in on this definition in which what's troubling is the word any. Um, because the, you know, if you, if you if your listeners can recall, uh, back whenever the whole bump stock uh, thing was an issue and a lot of the definitions that the federal government wanted to make for bump stock was any device that increases the rate of fire of a firearm. And people were saying, well, look, that's absurd because that could mean rubber bands that can mean shoestrings that can mean belt loops. You know, what, what is it? You know, that just opens the door. And unfortunately, the word any has been hiding in the definition of suppressor. And so we can all think of bunches of things that could be used to suppress the report of a firearm. You know, any device does that now include an oil filter, a two-empty two-liter soda bottle, a pillow? I mean, those are certainly devices. And they're any device, and certainly people have used them in the past to suppress the report of a firearm. And so now if I've got a whole bag full of two-liter bottles, uh, do I now have a bunch of unlicensed homemade suppressors that the ATF is going to charge me with a felony for each one of them for?
0: Hmm. Or a bicycle frame.
7: (laughs) Yeah. How how, how would
6: you use a bicycle frame? Well, it's a tube, basically.
7: Yeah. So what so what what led to this was, you know, people, you know, people just keep pushing and testing. And and so this whole idea that solvent traps were being made into into uh, suppressors. Or solvent traps are being used as suppressors in the ATF. That that's what the ATF has used to kind of justify this is that there's a bunch of rogue individuals out there making suppressors out of solvent traps. Mm. They've been buying solvent traps legally, and uh, they're gonna say, hey, now we're gonna we're gonna put a stop to this. And it's just you know, it's just one absurdity on top of another. So, and unfortunately, we find ourselves in these, in the space, and the only you know, because Joe Biden is so anti-gun, and because his administration was controlled by these rabid anti-gunners, the only body that has the possibility of stopping the ATF is either a court. Which means that somebody will have to be, somebody will have to make the ultimate sacrifice, and they will have to be arrested, and they will have to be prosecuted, and they will have to go in front of a judge who perhaps can read some common sense and some history into the statute and stop the ATF and I honestly I do not find that that has a great probability of happening Uh, or the U.S. Congress. The U.S. Congress will have to step in and rewrite the definition of suppressor and stop all this ATF nonsense and of course we know that that absolutely will not happen before December 31st 2022 and of course, we'll have to see how the elections in November go to see if it has the possibility of happening. Uh, and uh, also remember, uh, due to our system of checks and balances, anything that Congress passes, of course, can be vetoed by the president. So who knows? We have to may wait. We may have to wait until you know January twenty first, twenty twenty
6: five,
7: before uh, anything gets resolved or they, anything has or the pieces are in place. To see that there's an ultimate resolution of this.
3: Right. And that sends a clear message to Texas. They're saying, hey, Texas, you know, don't even try it. Even though Texas passed a bill that says that if you make a suppressor and it's stamped, you know, made in Texas, uh, that you don't have to go through the NFA process. So this is a big, you know, you know, standing right in front of Texas said don't even try it, Texas.
7: Well, that lawsuit has been filed. So uh, I know whenever the the bill was was passed, there were a lot of questions about can people go ahead and start making their Texas suppressors? What has to happen? And the bill was very, very clear is that before anybody makes a Texas suppressor, Bill Paxton has to sue uh, for a declaratory judgment in federal court, which he did at the end of February, February 25th, I believe. He filed his lawsuit in uh, the United States District Court. Of the, for the Northern District of Texas, Fort Worth Division, he specifically did it in the Fort Worth Division because the Fort Worth Division is governed by some very, very conservative pro-second Amendment judges uh, led by Judge uh, Judge O'Connor and uh, who has previously uh, declared parts of the Gun Control Act to be unconstitutional. Of course, he was ultimately overruled by the Fifth Circuit, but uh, he's a very conservative judge. He's not afraid to take, Conservative positions, and so that's why uh, Ken Paxton filed this lawsuit in that particular United States District Court. Uh, So we'll see. Um, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And of course, the 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 crux of the whole thing is how far does the Commerce Clause of the United States Constitution allow the the Congress to act in regulating the manufacture and distribution of certain products.
3: Hmm. Okay. We come back, Ed, when I want to ask you, you know, so what am I supposed to do if I really – if I want to do this and I want to do this by, you know, following the ATF rules and policies and stuff, you know, how can I make this happen if I want to make my own suppressor? You know, how am I supposed to get those parts? Do I follow the form – you know, form one first, and then get the parts, or do I, you know, get a form four to get the parts, and then file the form one to build my own suppressors? So we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you, you know, how are we supposed to do this and 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 please the ATF if we're actually, you know, if that's even such a thing in this current administration? We come back from the break, going to talk about that. Also, want to talk about, um, man, juicy Smollett. You know, he's screaming, you know, and kicking and screaming. He doesn't want to go. He's not gonna commit suicide. He is not gonna commit suicide. And so that in itself says something is wrong with Juicy Smole. Gonna talk about that and also some other things that are going on around the country. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
7: Hi, this is Stephen Woolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to
2: Come and Talk at it- and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: Empire Star, Juicy Smoolet was sentenced Thursday to 150 days in jail for lying to police about a racist and homophobic attack that he orchestrated himself in 2019, which caused a national uproar as it is it unfolded, you know, to the point that, you know, people you know, it's, it's it's like a conspiracy, you know, saying that President Trump is racist and MAGA and all this kind of stuff and it's just fuels a lot of hate. Describing Smollett's crime as a crime of opportunity and a crime of premeditation, the Cook County Judge James Lynn also sentenced the actor to 30 months of felony probation and ordered him to pay more than $120,000 in restitution to the city of Chicago in a maximum fine of $25,000. The 39-year-old actor will be allowed to travel during his probation and will not be required to live in Illinois during that period. Now, Judge Lynn will allow him to report for probation by phone. And when asked if he had anything to add, you know, Juicy Smollett, who had a, you know, set quality through Thursdays, uh, this hour-long hearing, had an outburst in the Chicago courtroom and repeatedly yelled, I am not suicidal, I am innocent. Take a listen to this.
1: If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that.
3: If anything happens to him, he definitely did it to himself. All right, but now let's change gears a little bit and let's talk about these suppressors. We're talking, you know, if, you know, back in the day, if, you know, if regulations were in place where, you know, we're shooting firearms, I believe that suppressors would have been totally legal, you know, if we had the right mindset, you know, in the beginning. You know, knowing that, you know, these, you know, because I tell you, I have serious tinnitus. I don't know about you. You have tinnitus? Uh, No. You don't? Like you. Not like me, oh no. man! I'm serious tonight, and I'm telling you, you know, I, I really wish you know I could just all my rental guns. I wish I just wish they all had you know suppressors on them.
0: You don't know a fun little fact. So, the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, uh-huh. they, uh huh, they OSHA. Well, this is NIOSH. NIOSH, but they basically have guidelines for uh, employers that they can't have decibel levels higher than eighty-five decibels in the workplace for extended periods of time. Mm. So they require that workplaces don't have, you know, certain loud sounds that are continuous to damage
6: people's hearing,
0: but you can't have a suppressor on your gun. All right.
3: And so I'm just curious, Edwin, you know, how can I, how can I do this? If I want to make my own suppressor at home and I want to do it legal, you know, how can I go about it and still follow the ATF's rules? There,
7: well, Mike, I first want to say that your tinnitus is probably due to all of that loud rock music you listen to. <laughs> with I know, right? <laughs> so you're trying to blame the guns when it's actually uh, lots of loud, crunchy guitars.
6: You're. Right. It's never I the gun. That.
3: It's never the gun. Gun never is never. Mind. It's never the
6: issue. Do you listen never to '80s mind. hair bands, Michael.
3: I I do. I, I listen. I, I listen a lot of you know. Little rap, rock, disco, everything <laughs> loud.
7: So, uh, so I, basically, what the ATF has done is if you follow the logic or the illogic in this case, uh, they have made it impossible for an individual to make their own suppressor. It's just it cannot be done because the thing about it is, is that it, unless you are such a craftsman, that you can take a bunch of raw materials, as in just flat pieces of metal, and you have the ability to, you know, you have you have your you have templates and you have, you know, you have the proper you know metallurgy skills and you can roll the metal and you can press out things. You know, unless you can honestly, truly start from scratch in building your suppressor, uh, you you cannot logically make a suppressor by accumulating parts. Wow. And this is exactly their logic behind ultimately attempting to regulate the homemade manufacture of, um, you know, of, of, of gun control guns. Wow. So you're not, you know, the, the whole debate is, you know, taking an 80% receiver and milling it out and you have a, you know, you have your collection of parts. And if you have your collection of parts, and you know they're going to say, "Aha! You have parts that that constitutes a gun. You cannot do this." That's their ultimate goal, and it's just that the easiest thing to start with is uh, you know our suppressors, and I really don't think that you're going to have the ability to make a suppressor. That's why uh, what they did was with those approximately 850 uh, letters that they sent out, they weren't outright denials; they were Tell us the parts you already have, send us pictures of the parts and tell us where you got them. And so, what they're wanting to do is that they're going to have enough people who are going to send in pictures, who are going to send in lists. Uh, Basically, you know, they're going to snitch on where they got these parts. (laughs) And I have a sneaking suspicion that every company that shows up as one of these suppressor parts sales. Distributors, sales or sales companies, they're going to wind up just like diversified machine. And they're going to go in and they're going to go, aha, we've got evidence that you sold this part to so and so. And we've determined that under our new interpretation of the definition, uh, this is a part. Uh, therefore you should have done it through a form One, a form four, and you're illegal. Uh, and, and like I said, whenever I was reading the definition, the most important part of that definition, I feel is, is any part intended only for use in such assembly or fabrication. And so what part is that going to be? Is that going to be the outer tube? Is that going to be the end cap? Is that going to somehow be the baffles in, in, you know, in the, in the suppressor, you know, what, what essential part is the ATF going to say, because uh, say is the essential part that can only be used in the manufacture of a suppressor. And so, you know, I was kind of being, you know, facetious, not really, uh, whenever I brought up the whole uh, oil filter, two liter bottle pillow, because obviously a pillow, pillow is a pillow, something you lay your head on, a two liter bottle is something to hold soda. Uh, oil filter is something that filters your oil in your automobile. And So these mm-hmm. all have prime functions as you know, devices. They just can also happen to be used as suppressors. So if the ATF determines, hey, uh, this tube, this, this metal tube can only be used for a suppressor. So therefore, anybody who has this metal tube, regardless of whether or not they have these other parts, if you have this metal tube you are, if you don't have a form four stamp for it, you are breaking the law. You are already in possession of a suppressor. And, you know, we know logically that there's going to be that one part. And so if there's that, you know, like I said, unless you have the skill to roll your own tube, uh, there's going to be that one part that the ATF says, this is the essential part that can only be used for a suppressor. If you have that part, you should have only gotten it from a form four and so I think that's what they're doing is that they have essentially shut down the uh, homemade suppressor industry. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and I
3: guess the only way to go about it is really just, you know, you know buy yourself a suppressor and do the form four and go that route. And and, and the process been, has been made easier and, and you know, it, until we get, like you said, someone else in office, another president in office, you know, we get, more control, uh, the the gun community gets more control of of the House or the Senate, then you know nothing's really going to change. You know nothing. No one's going to be there to put you know ATF in check and make them, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. You know, so they're just coming up with policy. They're creating laws. What they're doing, just
7: creating. Yeah, laws. and I yeah, and I want to make your listeners aware that while of course we all uh, embrace suppressors and we all you know, decry the illogic of the whole situation. And we wonder why are suppressors regulated as firearms anyway? Um, This is just, you know, we're starting from a ridiculous position. Uh, And there was, of course, at the beginning of the Trump administration, the U.S. Congress uh, created the uh, Firearms Owner Hearing Protection Act, which was supposed to just breeze right through and get signed, but somehow it got derailed. Uh, Keep in mind, I want everybody to keep in mind, That just as passionately as we feel on this side, there are anti-gun folks that feel the same way on the other side. And there is, you know, there is legislation pending right now, or at least there was last year, uh, pending right now to outlaw suppressors altogether, to Mm. make them illegal, to totally make them illegal, to say nobody gets a suppressor. Um, And of course, we know, you know, we know the party that filed that we know the party that supports that. And so keep in mind that while we're saying, yeah, 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 Congress needs to rein in the ATF, there is currently pending in Congress, you know, bills that will outlaw suppressors totally. Mm. So we want to make sure, of course, that the Congress never goes that far. And, you know, winds up just saying nobody gets a suppressor. Oh, and all of you who already have suppressors. We know who you are. We have your address and (laughs) you better turn them in or we're coming after you. Mm. You have 30 days to turn them in. uh, On the 31st day, you'll be a felon. And, um, you know, we're coming. We know who you are. We're coming after you.
3: And that's why midterm elections are very important. Uh, That's why, because, you know, if the anti-gun community wins, you know, more seats in the House or they win more seats in the Senate, you know, they aren't they, the anti-gun community already controls the White House. Then the last two years before this next election is going to be terrible. You know, so you midterm elections are very important. Got to pay attention to what's, what happens in November, uh, because if we lose control, you know, that House, we, we if we lose con- more control of the House, we lose control of the Senate then we're in big trouble, because then that means the other party has full control, full power, you know, over the three branches there. So we're going to be in big trouble if we don't get out and vote on this midterm election. It is very, very important. All right. We come back from the break. I want to talk about president Biden uh, and talk about cryptocurrency and this executive order that he signed this week. <laughs> I <I'll... laughs> want to talk about, um, man, we got a, a lot to discuss. you know, there's some things going on in Washington uh, state, some things going on in Indiana and also Missouri. A lot of people coming up with constitutional carry their own versions of it. Gonna talk about what states are passing that. Also, Georgia's doing something. A lot of states are trying to pass constitutional carry. Gonna talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
7: This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
8: Talk thirteen seventy, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so Zach, I don't know if you remember this. Last year, mm-hmm. a state appeals court, on you know, rejected the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's bid to dramatically increase a nine thousand dollar fine levied against the city of Austin for violating a state law banning firearms from city hall. It was remember a lapse that in judgment.
0: when it uh, got up to like fifteen million billion dollars, right?
3: So it's actually it should be five point seventy six million dollars. It should be the fine, but they were only fine. The judge in the lower court only fined him nine thousand dollars. So Ken Paxton, you know, and this is all from my complaint.
6: Mm-hmm. You know, from going that. to city hall.
3: So you know, I, I went to the AG and I said, AG, hey, you know, the judge only. Did nine thousand dollars as as the fine, and it really shouldn't be nine grand. It should be more than that because the way the fine should have been assessed, it should have been one thousand five hundred dollars a day for every day they refused to allow a gun owner for going inside the building from the first day of the, you know, me trying to go in the building. And so the uh, the uh, Ken Paxton, the Attorney General, said, okay, well, they appeal this case to the Third Court of Appeals, asked for five point seventy six million dollars. And so the third quarter appeals denied that you know that request that claim, um, and you know and and the AG argued that continued you know continued to impro- city of Austin continues to improperly ban guns from city hall uh, for 577 consecutive business days from July 2016 to January 2019, requiring 10,000 per day fines accumulated under 2015. So it it says one. I think the way the law is written, it says $1,500 for the first day, and then $10,000 a day for every subsequent day after that. Is the way That's the law a lot written. of money, right? Which yeah. So I and I was actually being nice. I said, hey, it should be $1,500 a day, but then when you look at the law, it says $1,500 for you know pretty much for the first day, and then $10,000 per day for every day after that. And so you're talking July 2016 to July 2019, you know, times $10,000 per day, you know, comes out to $5.76 million.
0: Well, let me guess. The city is not going to have to pay that much, right? Because no. the rules
6: are for thee. Not for me. They are not for me. That's right. So
3: the appeals court oh. disagreed upholding a $1,500 per day fine that was assessed by the state district judge Laura Livingston who ruled that Austin violated the gun access law for six days in 2016. Uh, They said, We cannot conclude that the attorney general's evidence conclusively established a presumption of continuing violation over the 577 days, said the opinion written by Justice Melissa Goodwin, the only Republican serving on the Austin-based Third Court of Appeals. Now, so this case now has gone to the Texas Supreme Court. And unfortunately, this week, the Texas Supreme Court refused to hear the case. So I'm not sure where the AG is going to go from here. Now, keep in mind that the law has changed because the legislature, and this may be why they refused to hear the case, because it's a mute point at this point, because the Texas legislature passed a bill on September of 2021 that basically states that now, guess what? Any licensed owner, license holder can carry in Austin City Hall in 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 city council uh, meetings or what they call open meetings. So not only can you go into Austin City Hall as a license holder, you have to have a license because if you do it without a license, it's a felony, two to 10 years in jail. So if you do it under the Texas Constitutional Carry Law, you're committing a felony. But if you have a license, you can go to Austin City Hall. You can now go into city council meetings in a city council meeting in an open meeting carrying your handgun any open or concealed with a license and that's totally legal as of September the 1st of 2021. So the Supreme Court saying, hey, it's the Texas Supreme Court says it's a mute point because the Texas legislature, you know, you know, brought a bill for it and the bill passed, signed by both rent, both houses and, you know, signed by the governor, it says, hey, you know, as a license holder, you can actually go into Austin City Hall and open meetings and carry guns. So open meetings is not an issue, and the rest of the building is definitely not an issue. So now for us, I guess for us to be able to go forward with this, I would have to go to Austin City Council to their their meetings there and see if they deny me, you know, keep me from opening carrying my handgun inside, you know, the city council meeting. So we'll see. You want to go with me there? We're going to go together? <laughs> you want to go? Yeah, let's go together. You want to go? That'd be fun. All right, cool. Our call in number is 512 643 5483. Our call in number is 512 643 5483. Come and talk it. Tell me what your thoughts are. You want to talk about suppressors? You want to talk about City Hall? You want to talk about Calvin Ridhouse? You know what? His gun was destroyed. I'm upset by that. I don't like destroying guns. You know, don't like doing it. But let's go to uh, uh, line two. Mac, you don't want to come and talk it.
5: Yeah, I've got a question about the suppressors. Does that device have to be physically attached to
3: the gun? No. Nope. Does not. So just the mere so, fact just the mere fact of you having a suppressor, you have to go through the NFA process. You gotta get approval from the ATF. It doesn't have to be on the gun. Just we're talking about that device by itself.
0: Yeah, and the ATF is even saying that if you just have a tube that could be made into a suppressor, then they might even accuse you of having a suppressor.
5: Well, aren't all um protection ear protection earmuffs designed to reduce the report of a of a gun?
3: Yes, you're correct.
5: So everybody that owns earmuffs or a pool noodle that you want to cut out a little piece and stick in your ear, we're all felons?
3: Mm, you may have a point there. That's you know what? That's a good way of looking at it. I've never looked at it that that way. You 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 know what? I think you're on to something.
5: And not only that, but there's many other industries that use earplugs, you know, like HVAC and heavy equipment operators. Now you've turned a large chunk of America into suppressor felons.
3: So now we need we need to get a tax stamp a form. We need to fill out a form four to have earmuffs. Yeah,
0: wives whose husbands snore that have you know earplugs.
5: Yeah. Mm. Just a thought.
3: <laughs> no, I I think you're onto something, man. I I, I appreciate you. I, I'm I'm you know what I'm going to write that one down. You, you give me something to argue with.
5: And also, um, hearing aids. You know, some hearing aids are designed to cut out uh, high frequency noise.
0: No, mm. oh, maybe the Think hearing that. aid, the ones that amplify noise, those are extra legal. Whereas the ones that actually suppress the, suppress noise. the noise, those suppress are the noise. illegal ones. You <laughs> need a tax stamp that for
5: could be used. Yeah, that could be used to explain the absurdity of their definition.
3: Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah, you're definitely onto something. All right, I'm going to have to send that up to the attorneys and see if we can, you know, we can add that to the court case. See
0: if we can make some more felons out
3: of everyday citizens. <laughs>
5: Already,
3: thanks. All right, appreciate thanks. you. All right, that call-in number is 512-643-5483. Definitely give me a call and tell me what your thoughts are, because I tell you, you guys are smart. You're coming up with some good stuff today. and I'm getting it in, in, in notes Great and everything. Stuff. Great stuff. All right, so I do want to talk about Georgia. Georgia has said, you know what? they passed a bill in the, in the Georgia House, and a similar bill has also passed in the Senate. I guess we got to get together now on those two committees uh, and – In the conference committee and and figure out what bill they're going to go forward with, you know, and go back and get get it to the governor's desk to pass constitutional carry. So be able to carry a handgun in Georgia without a permit. So we'll see what happens there. And a lot of states are coming up with this, Zach. A lot of states are saying, hey, you know, let's take a look at this. There's no permit required. Georgia stepping up to the plate. Alabama has stepped up. Alabama says, hey, you know what? You know, they're passing a constitutional carry, their version of a constitutional carry bill. The only thing that's confusing about all this, though, is everyone, you know, they all have their different versions of it. You know, that's the confusing part. Because Vermont, you know, has, I think, one of the very first, I I like to call it the Vermont carry, where, you know, you go to the state of Vermont, hey, if you can, you know, you can have the gun, you can own the gun. You know, you can carry the gun. If you can have it, you can carry it. But then, you know, there's some states that say, hey, in order for you to participate in the constitutional carry law in, in this particular state, you have to be a resident of the state. You know, but Vermont says anyone that steps foot in Vermont, whether you're a resident or not, you know, you're in New York, you step foot in Vermont, you can have a gun. You know. Uh, but some other states say, hey, you have to be a resident of that state. And then Texas comes out with, you know, where their Texas has, I think, one of the most restrictive constitutional carry laws. Texas says, hey, you can't be a convicted felon. You can't be uh, convicted of disorderly conduct discharging a firearm, disorderly conduct displaying a firearm, can I have terroristic threats? You know, you gotta be at least 21 years of age. You know, they come with all these little restrictions and stuff like that with it. It gets really tricky. And a lot of people don't pay attention to the fine print because in Texas, if you don't pay attention to that fine print, As of September 1st of 2021, they said, hey, if you are a prohibited person and you decide to carry a a firearm in Texas and you're prohibited from doing it and you didn't even know that you couldn't do it, they're going to hit you with a third-degree felony, a minimum of five years in prison. Five years from being prohibited and you get caught with a gun. So – People would be crazy not to learn what the laws are before you start carrying a gun. And I know a lot of people are excited. Man, constitutional carry is an effect for Texas. Man, I don't need to take a class. I don't need to learn anything. I don't need a license. I could just start carrying a gun. But guess what? If you're a prohibited person and you decide to carry anyway, that is a third-degree felony. You're looking at five years in jail for being prohibited from carrying. You decide to carry anyway. And also, my big question to those people that decide— that. Try to talk other people from taking classes because this last weekend I had someone to say, hey, you know, some of my friends try to tell me or try to talk me out of coming to class. I was like, why? They said, because you don't need a class anymore. You can carry a gun without, you know, taking a class. I said, well, you know, when you go back home tonight, you ask him, you know, when can you use a gun? When can you legally shoot someone? When can you legally threaten someone with a firearm? Can you just pull it out? Can you shoot trespassers? You know, I'm at the gas station. I'm getting gas. I'm putting my information in a pump there. Someone jumps in my my car, pulls off. It's daytime. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Can I shoot that person? Better come to class and find out. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right. President Joe Biden on Wednesday signed an executive order on government oversight of cryptocurrency that urges the Federal Reserve to explore whether the central bank should jump in and create its own digital currency. Now, the Biden administration views the explosive popularity of cryptocurrency as an opportunity to examine the risk and benefits of digital assets according to a senior administrative official now under the executive order joe biden also has directed the treasury department and other federal agencies to study the impact of cryptocurrency on financial stability and national security you know code word They need to, you know, come up with their own digital currency or start investing in cryptocurrency so they can, you know, fund some of the uh, activities that goes on behind the scenes. Brian Deese and Jack Sullivan, uh, Biden's top economic and national security advisors, respectively, said the order establishes the first comprehensive federal digital asset strategy for the United States. So we'll see what happens from this. You know, it's what they're not saying that you got to watch out for. What do you think?
0: Yeah, they're paving the way for government cryptocurrency,
6: right? Yeah. They'll
3: start regulating now. They want to. Oversight.
6: Trying to control. Yeah, they have the fiat dollar right now, which, uh,
0: so a lot of people don't really understand how many dollars have been printed just in the last two years. Mm. Do you know how many, Michael? A lot. So- of all the money that's in circulation, mm-hmm. what percentage of it do you think was printed in the
6: last two years? 50. Up. Ooh. More. 70. More. 80? 80%. <gasps> no way. In the last two years? In the last
0: two years, Wow. we have printed 80%
6: of all the money that's in circulation. Wow, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Just throwing it out there. Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's insane just to think about.
3: Ugh. All right. And also check this out. You know, gun sales have been soaring in Lithuania because of Ukraine. You know that? Gun buyers have been flocking to Lithuania stores since the start of the war in Ukraine, which sales increasing up to eight times and applications for gun licensing doubling. So shooting ranges have also reported a large increase in clients seeking to refresh their skills or even those wishing to learn to shoot without an intention uh, to buy a gun. You know, they say, hey, I'm not intending to buy a gun, but I I just need to learn how to shoot and make sure I'm familiar with firearms just in case. So sales have shot up for uh, all categories of weapons, but the largest demand is for handguns used for self-defense and and semi-automatic weapons that could also be used in military situations. So some stores have reported selling as many handguns in a week as during the preceding year. Now, you know, and, and, and this is very typical because now, you know, people are like saying, hey, whoa, you know, I need to be able to protect my homeland, my, my house, my neighborhood. You know, And so, and I love my neighbors, by the way. You know, my neighbors are like that. Uh, last week, this past week, we had a little incident where someone had set fire to something in the neighborhood. And boy, my neighbors were on it. You know, they sent out a text message. Man, you know, got the fire department there and we're group texting each other. Man, my neighbors are on it. Boy, they protect that street. Anything that happens on that street around two, three, four o'clock in the morning, boy, that's, that's on you. <laughs> that is on you. I'm telling you now. My neighbors don't play. <laughs> so yeah, they're on it. I, I love that. You know, texting each other back and forth and staying on top of, you know, in detailed information, you know, not gossipy stuff. like, hey, this is happening. It's over here on this particular street at this address right here. You know, I love getting those alerts, you know, like that detailed information, let you know exactly what's going on.
0: Well, that's what neighborhoods are supposed to be about. That's right. right. That's
3: right. Neighbors
0: look out for each other.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't gossipy stuff. It was detailed information. This is what's happening. This is where it is. The fire department, we're calling the fire department. You know, you call, I'll call, multiple calls. You know, that way they get there and handle the situation. Man, I love that. My neighbors are on it. You know, criminals would be crazy to come down that street. Just letting you know. All right, so, man, what do you think about the U.S. fentanyl sales fueling the Mexican cartel war? You hear anything about that? Uh, A bunch of Mexican fentanyl? Yeah, more guns, drugs seized at border. All right, so. I
6: thought it was a bunch of Chinese fentanyl that we have here in the
3: States. Well, more that Amer- too, I'm sure. More Americans than ever before dying because of fentanyl, and agents with custom and border protection offices of field operations say the Mexican cartel could be partly to blame. And already this year, enough fentanyl has been seized at the U.S. Border, Mexico border to kill more than 700 million people. That's twice the population of America. Hmm. So, one kilogram, just over two pounds of fentanyl, has the potential to kill 500,000 people, according to the Drug Enforcement Agency. So, what Jeez. do you
0: think? I heard that there is this uh, Chinese fentanyl. Uh-huh. It's not fentanyl, but it's some sort of, uh, you know, equivalent, mm-hmm. but it's stronger, so much stronger that if you just take a tenth. As much as you would for the amount of fentanyl that'll kill you, this mm. stuff will kill you. Mm.
6: Like I have microscopic fraction, will make you OD. First is fentanyl, then it's the Rona. What else is coming out of China?
3: <laughs> Just saying, I, don't call me. <laughs> oh God, I had a phone calls. Well, uh, going they're going for
5: eat our lunch.
6: Yeah, Taiwan is next,
3: right? Is it? Oh yeah, they're going. To... Uh-huh. I'm telling you now, people. Yeah. World War Three is coming. You know, I. I I'm telling it when you hear that China has marched in on Taiwan, and the next bit of news you hear about North Korea is starting to do whatever they're doing over there. Um, and now that we're hearing Iran is acting crazy,
6: yeah, Iran shot a missile at the uh, Iraqi uh,
3: U.S. Embassy, yes, yes. And so you got Iran acting crazy. If North Korea starts acting crazy, at the same time, China starts acting crazy. This is going to We're going to be hurled into a world war. And if you are not ready, you better get ready. I'm telling you now, if you're not ready, is your little late to the game. Are you ready, Michael? Oh, I'm ready. you ready. I'm about it. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Guns, ammunition. I have the water. I have the food. I got my MREs. Do you have You your- got body armor? I got body armor. You do? That's right. You don't. But you're i You're holding out. Holding out. Oh I lie I'll lie to, i look you right in your face and lie to you. <laughs> I got the body armor. Why why you why do you want body armor?
6: Mm, I teach a class <laughs> on Sundays with some wild cards. Uh-huh. And you so you teach a class and you just you like, uh, you just want you to make sure you just I'm at just, the range often.
0: Just in case. You know, I'm a fitness guy. I uh I don't mind carrying something that weighs twenty pounds. Uh-huh. You know, like uh a plate carrier right? that can help with my workouts.
6: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I want
3: it, Michael. <laughs> okay. But the, how's that going to help, gonna help you with a headshot, uh, Zach? It wouldn't. <laughs> okay. So it's not going to have with a headshot, right? Uh-huh. So
6: you, you, when it's your time, it's your time. It would help me with a body shot, though.
3: But when it's your time, it's your time. That's
6: true. When it Jesus true. says, come home, you're going home. That's true. <laughs> Let's make that later rather than sooner. If possible.
3: Unfortunately, you can't get body armor for
6: the entire face. You can get it for most of your head. Get a helmet. The top portion of the head. A
3: helmet. The helmet, yeah. Yeah. That. that and that's actually important, to be honest with you. You. So you're going to have to wear a Kevlar. Yeah. So you got to wear a Kevlar. For sure. And a, and a, and a bulletproof vest, level oh. four.
6: Yep, level four. For class. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Uh, I'll see you in the
6: summertime. Hey, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm not afraid of sweating. I now
3: honestly I used to wear I I used to wear the bulletproof vest all mm-hmm. the time for years. Uh, while I was teaching classes for my LTC mm-hmm. classes, beginner classes for years, I had a a bulletproof vest. And I think I did it for like I want to say like 7, 8 years and all of a sudden, I don't know, I just just stopped, you know? I don't know.
6: Well,
3: when it's my time, it's my time. Hook me up then Cuz I've seen enough, you know, I've seen some things <laughs> that happen, you know, and i I realized that when things happen, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are just out of your control.
0: That's
6: true. <laughs> Something really cool I did see: you can buy a hoodie mm-hmm.
0: that has
6: armor in it. Really?
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Hmm. And you have backpacks too. You can buy a polo
3: shirt that is armored. Well, the president, the way he, the president has a jacket and a shirt that's armored.
0: Oh yeah, and they have suits that are
3: armored. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that's what the the president of the United States has: an armored suit. Every president you see in the United States um, has an armored suit uh, since I want to say mm-hmm. ever since um, Reagan. They've had, like, an armored suit that they actually you know
5: wear. The, yeah. You know the thing. You can get <laughs> stuff that
6: looks normal, that looks good, that is armored.
5: Yeah, But yeah. that's
6: level three. Right, right, level three. Still doesn't take away from the headshot.
3: Oh, well, that's true. Oh, son of a... That's <laughs> 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 take away from the headshot. Man, all right, producer, I'm about to hit the button on you. <laughs> dump him <laughs> start dumping some stuff back there <laughs>
0: we're gonna dump you <laughs> Watch right now it. watch it
3: <laughs> so you guys don't hear the things that we hear in our ear <laughs> we get all those warnings watch it get you for that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right we come back from the break um yeah what do you have left to talk about we got to talk about uh uh texas uh criminals in texas are flooding the streets with machine guns you know Got to talk about that. And, man, David Hogg says, hey, President Biden, he says, hey, you have a promise to make, a promise to keep, you know, with the, the anti-gun community. We want you to keep your promise. We're going to talk about David Hogg, and we're going to talk about those machine guns down there in Houston, Texas, y'all. Houston, Texas, HTX, y'all. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and It. Folks, this is Doug Man jones <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael
5: Cargill at Come and Talkin'. Talk
8: It. Talk 13 the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: Well, let me tell you, down in Texas, let's go, let's stay in Texas here. So apparently, illegal firearm modifications are becoming prolific in the U.S. metropolitan areas. So Houston is no exception to this at all. So a criminal armed with a modified Glock handgun injured three Houston police uh, officers back in January 28th after crashing his vehicle during a chase. Now, the weapon contained a Glock switch, which is a small device inserted into the rear of the firearm, allowing it to fire automatically. Handguns, while easily concealable, are hard to use and require extensive training to be operated effectively. Increasing the rate of fire exacerbates these issues, making automatic pistols incredibly unpopular among military and law enforcement. So, because you know, when you're when you're firing in the automatic mode, it just becomes a little unstable. the The recall of the firearm is happening so fast; it tends to you tend to either overshoot the target or you know shoot below the target. You know, typically is what's happening there. So, when you put a Glock switch on a Glock, you pull the trigger one time; it will fire every single round in the magazine. Hey, this is a quote from me. That caught me off guard right there <laughs> it's, it's you know when i'm reading it, <laughs> i'm reading an article i'm reading a story and and they actually quote me in the story uh so yeah it's it's and and this this is something that's happening a lot um down in in houston it's becoming a very uh, uh a very common problem where people are buying these glock switches these little switches and you it's easy to buy them online somewhere, and when you do do this, when you buy one, you're actually, you know, and you take possession of it, you're committing a crime, and it doesn't have to be on the gun itself. Just you having the switch, <clears throat> you're committing a crime. And so people are buying these switches online, which they sell, and then they're installing them into their Glocks and making it in, turn it into automatic. In order for you to have something like this, you have to be a federal firearms license dealer with a special occupations license in order to have one of these. So, not everyone can have a, a, every regular citizen can have a a Glock switch, you know, where you can fire a Glock in automatic mode. And so, yeah, and I've got, I've had news outlets from like all over the place try to get me to do news stories on this. And, I'm actually – this year is the first time I've just start, started turning down a lot of news outlets and, and refusing to do stories. You stories. Know, and I'm talking your national news outlets because there's one they really – they wanted me to go down to the range. They want me to get a Glock switch and put it on the Glock and actually fire the Glock, and I just refused to do this story uh, because, one, you know, I don't want to contribute to you know, what criminals are doing and teaching people you know, how to do this because you know, only criminals are doing this. You know, your law abiding citizens are not doing this because one, that's a waste of ammo, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, and ammo is hard to, you know, hard to get and it's going to be hard to, it's hard to get now. It's coming back in stock a little bit, but it's going to be even harder, you know, come, you know, next year. So is, you know, find a, a firearm in automatic mode. It, like I said, it's just to me, it's just a waste of ammunition. Uh, what do you think? It's a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah. You know, it, to do it at least once or twice, a couple of times, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But then outside of that, that's it. You know, not for self defense. Good for suppressive fire. Yeah, not for, yeah, but not for self defense. Suppressive fire. If you're, you know, we're repelling. If I'm, you know, if I'm repelling a, a, a military force or something like that, absolutely.
0: Well, just think about it. For self defense, if someone is even considering attacking you, and then they I wouldn't hear, even. I
3: wouldn't, I wouldn't fire in automatic mode even. For a suppressive fire, that's um, that's a lot of ammunition you're going through. Well, it's I, short burst, right? But I would do brr. short bursts. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not machine. I wouldn't fire in, in machine. I wouldn't even do three round burst. Not even three round burst for suppressive. 2 round fire. burst. Yeah. Pow, 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 pow. That keeps that that suppresses. You know, that's it's too much ammo. Any other one. You're talking unless you know what. You know, what, how big is your magazine?
6: Well, you know, the United States government says that uh, to kill one
0: enemy combatant, it mm-hmm. takes 10,000 rounds of ammunition.
3: Really? Yep. No, that's a bad shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bad shot. You, know, you come see me. I can that's teach government you. government work right there. One, one thing I can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't, definitely don't hire Gomer Powell <laughs> to do your instructing there. Uh, how many rounds is that again 10,000 10,000 rounds to shoot one person to kill one to kill. enemy combatant. nah nah
4: corn pop was a bad dude <laughs> yeah
3: you come see me i teach i teach you how to shoot <laughs> apparently we can do it really well <laughs> 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 um let's see what else we want to talk about today oh david Hogg. man david yeah. Hogg. i love the pictures they use of him when you, know, you could always tell the type of story You know, before you read the story, by looking at the photo of the story, (laughs) take a picture of him with his mouth open and and just really weird, you know, facial expression. It's it's hilarious to me. So the Russian invasion, you know, has everyone all up in arms, you know, and I tell you, Ukraine is doing a really good job in the uh, in the media aspects. You know, they got that war on social media going, you know, they're winning the war when it comes to controlling the message. You know, because I was sitting watching, I was listening to NPR this morning, and all I heard was my mother who's blind and deaf, and, you know, and, and you know, she's trying to get away. I said, man, they are winning that war on the message, let me tell you, because mm-hmm. they can tell you some stories. And it's just not that, you know, not the, you know I'm, I'm not making fun or anything. I'm just saying they're winning the war on the message. <laughs> because yep. <laughs> that's all i hear is how bad ukraine is you know how how bad russia is how good ukraine and, you know is. and good ukraine is and ukraine's fighting back and and it's almost to the point is like eh, i'm starting to you know i'm not i'm like i don't like listening to the me the mass media if the mass media is saying all the same thing i'm starting not to believe it now
6: yeah my buddy <laughs> sent me a great meme today Oh yeah. But I showed
3: you. Yeah, yeah, we have that picture. Take a look. Yeah, take a look at this picture here. I'm telling you just I'm just starting to not believe them now. You know, Yeah, so <laughs> everyone's saying the same thing, you know, uh-huh. everyone. I'll, this you, meme
0: It's basically this uh there's They're looking guy. at it right now. Yeah, so for those who can't see it, for those listening, it's basically this uh it's that uh that quintessential male guy that you see on the meme—the side-facing profile of the blonde guy with the beard, uh, that alpha dude—it says, "I would like to defend a fire. I would like a firearm to defend my family from government tyranny." And there's an American flag behind him. And then, <laughs> no, and they're saying, "No." The typical liberal says, "Wow, you're a racist, Nazi not- terrorist." Oh my goodness. And then. The next frame, it shows that same guy, but with the Ukrainian flag behind him. And he's saying, I would like a firearm to defend my family from government tyranny. <laughs> and then the typical liberal says, wow, you're so heckin' brave.
3: <laughs> it's funny, you know, people like, they're cheering on Ukraine, and but then they're saying, hey, in the U.S., we can't have the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't get that. I don't get it.
0: And I think it was Occupy Democrats, they let out a tweet years ago, that said something to the effect of, uh, no one needs an AR 15. Uh-huh. If you think you do the amount of mental gymnastics you have to do is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they just let a tweet out after the Ukraine conflict started and they say, yeah, the Ukrainian government has given the citizens 10,000 automatic weapons. This is great. <laughs> this is so awesome.
3: Yeah, those people are crazy over there.
6: huh Definitely all are crazy. Yeah. We <laughs> automatic weapons there. Fully automatic AK 47s. So let's see. So David Hogg, uh, he says Oh man, I lost it there for a second. Do we really care what he's do we really do? We really, no, we don't care. All yeah, right. So But he said something. It's good to know.
3: We yeah, don't. Yeah. Well he's made he's made a career out of his, you know, anti-gun movement. Mm-hmm. Uh one example of this cognitive conundrum. <laughs> you know, in between, you know, different little tweets he's posted, you know, and he says, Hey, uh, need to stop Putin in Ukraine before he goes through Poland and beyond and urging the Russian people rise up against your dictator, stop killing innocent people. He's been posting demands that the you know the Biden administration, you know, live up to his campaign promises on guns and put in action a comprehensive plan like the the one Biden proposed. So now, this guy, oh, this kid's like, he, it's its like when you, you know, you let your kid get on social media and, you know, they're ADD, ADHD, you just let them just have at it, you know?
0: Yeah, so the media propped up David Hogg because of his anti-Second Amendment message, but there's another kid in his class, Kyle Kashuv. You remember him? Right. Yeah, no, Kyle. Pro-Second Amendment. That's right. Yeah, they, they don't quite prop him up. As much because they don't much. like
6: his message.
3: Don't like, don't like Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never,
6: he advocates for gun rights. They don't. They never like any of the Kyles. What's up with that? Just racist.
3: <laughs> they hate all the Kyles. Just racist. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, all right, man. I tell you what. Thank you, Zach. I, you know, I want to thank Edwin Walker from Texas U.S. Law Shield for coming on the show yeah. and talking to us about you know the suppressors and you know, what we can do for that. And honestly, we're going to have to take this stuff to court. Unfortunately, that's going to be the name of the word, you know, the name, the, the plan for 2022, 23 and 24 is just take everything to court and try it in court. And, and we're going to live in court for all the 2022, 23 and 24. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun, you buy yourself a suppressor, you get yourself a lot of ammunition. And keep training, practice, and remember, if you, if you don't remember anything else, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and buy yourself a gun. You listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill.